The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basics Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. If you're listening to the show, it's Monday, July 24th. If you're listening, it's Friday, July 22nd. Or if you're, excuse me, if you're watching, it's Friday, July 22nd. And Breach, John Breach and I are going to talk NFC Team MVPs. <laughs> we'll start with the NFCs. Johnny, what's going on, buddy? Long time no talk. How you doing? You know, if everyone's wondering why, why Brinson is laughing, I'm just going to explain it because maybe you didn't listen to Friday's podcast and now it's Monday and you have no idea what's going on. We started recording Kyler Murray podcast and we finished it and Brinson had this brilliant thought that, you know what, let's record the second half of our podcast and make it a separate podcast. So instead of, uh, this is like ending the game at halftime and starting a new one. That's what we just did. Well, we, we just had a, a beefy and and not beefy because like it was mistakenly built. It was just Kyler, the Kyler Murray news broke, and there's a Jimmy G stuff that we needed to cover for news purposes. And so suddenly, the podcast became like instead of being like a very quick like sub forty five minute show, it became like we got to do a full hour. So instead, um, by virtue of this bizarre intro that I just redid, we have uh, given Nada and Debo the option to take Friday afternoon off and go play golf or something like that. Um. Molly P and the I love Molly P. Molly P in the comments is like uh, I love the behind the scenes look at the process. It's really it's like we're just like Breach and I are just like like, like throwing sausage out on the table. Like, so like this is how the sausage is made, and it's not you don't really want to see it. It's very yeah. Sp- and so the producers they have this great rundown and they plan out everything. And Brinson just goes off the rails probably forty percent of the time. Uh, invents new shows, decides to do random intros during the second half of a podcast that we've already started. I mean, imagine listening to two intros on one show if this doesn't get split up into two podcasts. It has been Thursday, Friday, and Monday on this po- on this show. Three different days. Confusing. Yeah, I mean, but and, yeah, honestly, though, like this is analysis. Now we can really stretch this to make sure we get guaranteed. Well, and the best part is that I'll be able to listen to my own podcast while I'm on vacation next week. The, um, the, uh, but like, this is, I mean, like, I, I get like, it's annoying. I'm sure it's annoying to some people, but like, this is sort of part of the, like, I always thought that when you listen to, uh, like, uh, re- redacted, um, uh, like, uh, a, 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 
a website podcast, a website's football podcast. I'm not going to, I just want to say the name because I'm going to be a jerk about it and I'll get yelled at. Um, but it's like, you know, like a mainstream media outlet. Like you would get this like very heavily scripted, you know, like got to have a hot take 24 seven. And I like, I don't, I just, that's just not how I like, I, I don't like my podcast like that. I like mine to be kind of, you know, I don't know. You never know what might happen. That is a good description. Cause I, I am on the show and I have no idea what's happening 30% of the time. 30. Is it more? It's more. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, yeah, thank you. Yeah, the, 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 the comment, get, the people in the comments get it. It's like a, uh, Matthew Kelly, it's like a double header in baseball, but audio people had to DVR and watch on different days. Exactly. Like you watch the first game and you're like, I'm going to sleep. And then you wake up the next day and you recorded the second game. And then you watch that. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is more like you had uh, a one game scheduled and it starts raining in inning five. And so then you declare that the first game and then you play the last four innings anyway and say that counts in the standings as a game for Monday. <laughs> that's that's actually what happened. And just to be clear, like we wouldn't do this during the regular season. <laughs> like, this is, I mean, this is I mean, these are, you know. I, I I don't I can't remember how long we've been doing this. Hey, you know what? All the teams haven't started training camp yet. This is we're we're getting the end of the off season. We're 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 burnt out on off season stuff. This is this is it. Well, and that's what I was telling Wilson yesterday. Is like this is like the two week stretch where if you've been doing this for a long time, you're just like I don't want this time to exist because like it's, it's like important NFL time where stuff is happening, but it's right. also like not really that important. You know, like like the like well, we have an update from Raiders rookie training camp. It's like no, they they didn't have a first second round pick. I don't care. Like I don't care. You know, and it's like Kyler Murray signed the extension. Yeah, he was always going to sign the extension in July. It was always going to be this amount, and people were going to prop it up to be this amount. I don't care. And I know that sounds jaded. And I, I I love football. I love football a lot, but like it's just like this this two week stretch where it's like nothing's really happening. But that's it. The podcast is canceled going forward from July 15th to July 29th. I mean, this is going to be taking his annual two week excursion to South Africa. What, um, <laughs> what, 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 what I should do is just like, like, like a normal person schedule a vacation for this stretch and just be like, I'm not, I'm not working through this stretch. I need it for a mental break. You did that. Damn it. Uh, I'm way ahead of you, man. That was my whole plan. Where are you going just, again? I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't talked to you since yesterday. Where are you going? I am going to Savannah, Georgia, and Hilton Head. Uh, you know, I once went. To, <laughs> I'm not going to do the Hilton Head. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you know, I, I heard your wife hates Hilton Head. By the way, no, is that true? Is that is that rumor true? That's confirmed. Um, I once went to um, Savannah on spring break in high school, and uh, I guess I can say this is a 40 year old who. I feel like the statute of limitations is run here. Um, I uh, so somebody in at our at McCall. Somebody in my high school made a, um, a fake ID for me and uh, made it like right before spring break. I'm like, yeah, we're going to Savannah. Pump for it. And for St. Patrick's Day, spring break coinciding St. Patrick's. And I hadn't like really, I'd like had the ID, but you know, you're, you're trying to, you, know, you don't want it to like, it, it was a shoddy ID, shoddy fake ID. The guy who made it thought he was hilarious. And do you know what my name was, Breach, on that ID? Uh, is it McLovin? Nope, worse. It was Randall Patrick McMurphy. Huh. 
That is the prank. That guy should have got you free drinks. That's the most Irish name possible. And he made the birthday St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my God. As a protagonist, by the way, I believe, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I didn't realize it until I'm walking into the, the, the um, like, you know, they, they basically, for, for St. Patrick's Day for Saint, in Savannah, they, like, block off everything. They dye the river green. It's a huge party. And I'm walking in, the security lady looks at me, and she goes, Happy birthday, Mr. McMurphy. I was like, uh, 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 yes, thank you. I am celebrating my birthday today, and I could not be more excited about it. That is wonderful. And I had no idea. Anyway, that's my Savannah story. That is a great Savannah story, Brinson. By yes. the way, if you ever go to Savannah, I believe it's one of the very three or four cities in the country where you there's no open container walls. So you just walk around downtown uh, with a beer in your hand. Norris, Seems right like, up your alley, Brinson. Uh, you know, Raleigh just passed that law. What? Yeah, from like. Did uh, you spearhead that one? Did you like threaten everyone on the city council? Call them up, been, like, look. I've been lobbying my ass off to get to, get, to make it drinking drinking downtown legal. It's like until like 10 p.m. or so, or maybe it's midnight. I can't oh remember. my goodness! Anyway, yeah, we need to get to this. Do we? I mean, should we do a third podcast? I, <laughs> cut this one. This is over. This was Brinson and Breach talking about nothing. Yeah, that's a 15 minute. It's like, what is this show? Oh my God. <laughs> like a, like like, a hidden, hidden track on Nevermind, where like if you wait like four minutes into silence, it's uh, a weird song by Nirvana. All right. Anyway, um, I'm gonna. <laughs> we're doing NFC MVPs. The most important. It's, it's really like the. It should be MIP, but whatever. There's articles on the site. It's the most important player to the division, and we're gonna start with you, Breach. So I just I'm gonna stand up and go get a black cherry high noon. Okay, you go get that. Well, you talk about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and, and the Well, I'm gonna talk and explain to everyone what I thought was happening here. So I just get I was told to name my MVP for the division, but I wasn't sure what that man. What does that mean? Like the most valuable player in the division? I took it to mean the person who could be kind of the X factor in the division, the person who could turn things upside down or right side up, depending on how they play. And I went with Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. Look, we all saw Jalen last season. We all saw Philadelphia make the playoffs. But it wasn't exactly because of Jalen Hurts. I mean, the Eagles literally led the NFL in rushing. So the Eagles' offense was, let's run the ball all the time, and then we'll let Jalen throw it once in a while. And he did okay. But when you add A.J. Brown, when you have uh, Devontae Smith, you're going to have to throw the ball more. Or these guys are going to run the sidelines. Yeah, so now Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the ball more. He wasn't asked to do as much last year as I think he's going to be asked to do this year. And so uh, he's going to have to be better than you know 61% completion percentage. And uh, he's just going to have to improve throwing the ball. And I, I don't see any reason why he can't. I, I do think he will be better this year. He was good enough to get him uh, to the playoffs last season. And I think that Nick Sirianni will give him a little bit more responsibility this season. And I think he's going to come through. I think that uh, by the end of 2022, that Jalen Hurts will be in the argument for best quarterback in the division, which I think Ooh. currently right now is Dak Prescott, hands down. Uh, but I think Jalen Hurts will be in the argument. Maybe not the winner, but in the argument. So, I mean, in full disclosure, like, you know, I, I when for, for the Sully show, like Sully sent in his MVPs, and I was like, I, I, like, I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to snipe any of the good picks. Like, if you look at my picks that I sent in before that I thought never got responded to by email, which, again, I was shocked. Like, I was trying to pick stuff I didn't think you would pick. Like, Jalen Hurts is the obvious answer. 
here for the for the NFC East. Like no doubt about it. Like, and I'm not, I'm not I'm not criticizing it. It is sounds like you're criticizing Brent. Oh no 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 no. If Jalen Hurts takes a leap forward, the Eagles have legit Super Bowl potential. Their defensive line is loaded. They have a really good offensive line. They have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith at wide receiver and Dallas Goddard at tight end. Miles Sanders can game well in the, in the backfield. Like they, this offense can cook if Jalen Hurts takes a step forward. But what if he takes a step back? I don't think he will, man. I think he, I think done, done, done. There was just, I mean, there's just like there were games against, and he, we also treat him because he, as older. He's in his third year at age 23 because he remember he's been a part of the conversation in terms of like um whether it's like you know I, let's call it the first take conversation because he was he played for Alabama and he got them to a championship game and he was benched for two at halftime and they you know, he transferred he, like it feels like Jalen Hurts has been around for 10 years yeah but he's only 23 years old I mean, actually he'll turn uh, 24 in August but, but still like he's still very young and very capable of developing. And if he develops as a passer, the Eagles are going to be really good this year. That's why I have Eagles to win the division, Eagles to win the conference, and Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And it's why I'm an Eagles. I mean, he's not why, but it's A.J. Brown and Jordan Davis are why I'm an Eagles fan. Like I think the Eagles are a really good team, and I think it, Jalen Hurts is a great pick. My other option was A.J. Brown, because if he uh, facilitates that next step for Jalen Hurts, that's massive. Or to bring a second team into the conversation, I'll say Terry McLaurin. Whoa. 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 What? Are you serious? I think that's funny because my other answer was going to be Carson Wentz. Well, and that was, yeah, that was me basically not taking the quarterbacks and like taking the wide receivers and then I'll go the different direction for whichever team you don't go with. Well, I like that you did that because I did listen to the podcast yesterday and you took three quarterbacks. So I'm glad you reversed course and took no quarterbacks. You even took two quarterbacks on a segment where we're only supposed to take one player. Yeah. And then I took it. I think I did that twice. Yeah, you did it twice. Um, <laughs> so Terry McLaurin, I mean, he has missed what? I think he's missed three games. I can't remember. He has 2,000-yard seasons the last two years. Now, granted, you know, 17 games last season. But, like, he, I mean, who is the best? I'm trying to make sure I'm not missing somebody obvious. I mean, I think the best quarterback to throw to Terry McLaurin is either Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke. And like I'm not a Carson Wentz guy. Yeah, it's, it's either Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke. But like Carson Wentz is definitely an upgrade for Terry McLaurin. Right. I don't think it's a huge upgrade though. But yeah, like, I get your, like, your point. If he has someone who McLaurin's number should go up. Is your ultimate point here? McLaurin should have a like. I am buying so much Terry McLaurin fantasy and and uh, and uh, like best ball. You know, wherever, like, I guess DFS too early on. Like, Terry McLaurin is a monster, and he is finally going to have a, in like, and he's, he's a little bit older too. He's going to be 27 in September, but um, I, I, he's, he's one of my favorite receivers in football. And I think that this addition of Carson Wentz, if Wentz is not, it has like, if, if Wentz can play like, like he played last year, McLaurin's getting like, 135 targets and it's going to have huge numbers. So I think McLaurin is a sneaky answer there. Uh, to that, though, I will say I will not be drafting any commanders receivers in fantasy football. If Carson Wentz is throwing you passes, I do not trust you. Michael Pittman had a big year last year. I didn't say he didn't. I just said I don't so trust him. throwing him passes. 
What? Carson Wentz was throwing Michael Pittman passes last year. Yeah, right. I didn't say that it's impossible. I just said that's my rule. Well, to, you're, look, you're getting Terry McLaurin at a discount right now. There's going to be the camp hybrids like, oh, Carson looks great. Terry McLaurin's going to explode. Curtis Samuel will get for dirt cheap. Logan Thomas for dirt cheap. Antonio Gibson's value is suppressed. I, I think I don't like the Washington football team. But with Wentz, and, and to your Pittman point, there's just too many boomer bust games. I mean, like you look at Pittman's stats last year, there was a game where he had seven yards receiving. There was a game where he had 23 yards receiving. There was a game where he had 29. So there's just a bunch of games that weren't great. But then you throw in uh, the huge 100-yard games. He had a couple of those because, you know, when Wentz is chucking it, sometimes his chucking is uh, chucky, and sometimes it's not so chucking. <laughs> So Wentz, Wentz loves to chuck it and sometimes Wentz, chucking it. Wentz, 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 what, how, there's a wood how chuck, much wood could a wood chuck chuck if a Wentz chuck could chuck wood? If a Wentz chuck could chuck wood? Yeah, I don't know. Or a Wentz chuck could chuck Wentz? So know. sometimes the chucking works and sometimes it doesn't. Sure. But again, for best ball, it doesn't matter because you get the you you don't have to pick when he's going to explode. Um, moving along, the NFC North. I thought you would go the direction you went, and you did. You know what, though? Honestly, I, I replied to this email late at night, and I, I, I probably should have put more thought into it. Um, but I went with the obvious one here, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Look, the Packers are the best team in the division. Aaron Rodgers Moody, obviously. <laughs> is the best quarterback in the division, and it, it's this division is going to be won based on Rodgers. If he struggles without Devontae Adams, that opens the door for another team to come in and, and maybe steal the division title. Uh, but if he plays like he did the last two seasons, then they're just going to coast to a third straight division title. So uh, I do think it's fair to put him here this year just because he lost Devontae Adams and we don't know how he's going to respond to that. Yeah, I actually had um, Aaron Jones listed as one of my two options, but for the exact same reason. Like, I think Jones, I'm again, I'm drafting a ton of Jones. Like, if Aaron Jones and Terry McLaurin have big years, I should make some money. Um, I, I have Aaron Jones. I, if you look at the splits, Aaron Jones goes nuts when Devontae Adams is on the field. Now, what's going to really determine this is, and, and I, well, and I should say that. It's like, I, I'm curious to see what the Packers do during training camp and the preseason in terms of their usage of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in formations and how they move those guys around. Because if, I mean, Matt LaFleur, who's like so handsome at this point has won so many games that he's not your doppelganger anymore. He's just too good for you. Um, <laughs> but he, he, I think he's a smart coach. I think he's going to move Aaron Jones around in the formation and passing sets, have AJ Dillon as the feature back and, or, or have two backs in the backfield. Aaron Jones to me is going to be heavily involved in the passing game more so that like, they're not going to make up for Devontae Adams loss with Sammy Watkins. They're going to make up with it with, with guys that Aaron Rodgers trust like Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan, like Alan Lazard could be in for a big year. We'll see. But um, to me, Aaron Jones is a big factor there for the same reason as you point out with Rodgers. And then I think Kevin O'Connell could be considered a potential most yeah, like that. person in the division because if he's a great coach, the Vikings can threaten the Packers. And that offense should be awesome. And Dalvin Cook could be if, – if they crank up Dalvin Cook's uh, like screen game usage – Swing swing game usage like that is a problem for opposing defenses. Dalvin is explosive in the receiving game, and so I, I'm very curious how that works. And then like, how does because it Ed Donatel is their defensive coordinator? Am I wrong there? Things I should know before I say out loud, I guess. Um, <laughs> but like I, the 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 Viking, yeah, it's Ed Donatel. Like like I know I know Mike Zimmer, people hate Mike Zimmer, 
But what happens when, like, does the defense take a big step back without Zimmer coaching it up? That, that's sort of what I'm curious about because you know, Ed Donatel and, and Kevin O'Connell, I don't know if they necessarily inspire like a ton of confidence in how that defense will perform. So that would be my thought on the Vikings. So you think the Vikings are going to win the division? Is that your bold take right now? I hope they don't because I have a lot of um, Packers. When, when Rodgers was going to Rodgers Rogers retire. Oh, yeah. You went heavy on the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a problem. Oh, yeah. That would be a problem. Would be a problem. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back. Another break? Are we starting I, a new show when we get back? No, we're definitely turning this into a new show. We're, oh, God. When we come back. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Not a, a steady hand at the wheel. You'd love to see it. Not as like, if I don't play this ad right now, Brent's is going to filibuster for 40 more minutes and like, then finally get the first seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the NFC South. Well, I really um, guess who picked the most obvious name again? Me. I did it. Fine. Brent's and yell I, at me. I dare you to yell I, at me. I don't care what you pick. I purposely picked weird names so you could have the most obvious name. Well, you know what, though? Again, I have my reasons. Tom Brady. I have Tom Brady. Wow. The reason I think Tom Brady is kind of the X factor, obviously this year uh, is it's kind of the same situation as Aaron Rodgers is in where Brady's losing some key players around him. And we don't know how he's going to respond. Uh, Look, I I think two things that have gone kind of unnoticed and not really talked about in Tampa Bay is the fact they lost both their starting guards from last season. Uh, That's going to be difficult to replace. So if your offensive line, if that chemistry is not there and Brady's facing more pressure, uh, Tom Brady is not Lamar Jackson. He is not going to be scrambling out of sacks. If anything, Brady just falls down and takes the sack if you get within two feet of him. So uh, I think it's interesting he lost the guards. Obviously, Chris Godwin's coming off ACL surgery. We don't know what he's going to look like starting early in the season. Rob Gronkowski is retired. And if he actually stays retired, uh, that makes things interesting because that is Brady's security blanket. And then you throw in uh, the fact that Leonard Fournette may or may not be 30 pounds overweight. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, although I do like that they added Kyle Rudolph. You know what I found out while writing something about Kyle Rudolph today? Oh, I have no idea. 
he has never had a quarterback anywhere near the caliber of Tom Brady. Interesting. Kyle Rudolph, friend of the podcast, actually. Very nice. Kyle Rudolph, an 11 season. The Super Bowl in Miami. Oh, yeah. And you're well, telling me how his, because um, remember, somebody stole his cleats. You. No, no, no. Remember somebody stole his cleats after a game and, like, they eventually gave him back. And then he's, uh, like, there was some weird. Anyway. Well, anyway, uh, back to Kyle Rudolph. Changing the Buccaneers, but sure. Yeah, uh, he's played 11 seasons. He's had 14 different quarterbacks. How many of them do you think would qualify as good? I mean, well, first of all, Mike Lennon. Uh, Okay, I said qualifies good. Kirk Cousins. Okay, that's one. I'll give you that. Um, I mean, it's probably it's probably Christian Ponder, Teddy Bridgewater, and Kirk Cousins, and Case Keenum. Is Christian Ponder good? No, 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 God no. Well, here's the list of quarterbacks he has caught passes from: Christian Ponder, Matt Castle, Josh Freeman, Donovan McNabb, Sam Bradford, Sean Hill, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, Sean Mannion, Daniel Jones, Jake Fromm, and Mike Glennon. That is where, and now he gets uh, the catch passes from Tom Brady. You know, is there somebody who was a fake media member went in the Vikings locker room and asked him if he could have his? Uh, uh, oh yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, but uh, Rudolph gave them to him and signed them because he told him it was for a charity. The guy kept them and put them on eBay and sold them for four hundred dollars. That is hilarious. I, mean, I remember talking about this on the podcast. Like, if you do that, if if you fake your way into a locker room to get Kyle Rudolph's gloves, and it was the, it was the um, it was the playoff game where they beat the Saints in overtime, right? Because it was like he caught the he caught the touchdown pass from Cousins in overtime to beat the Saints. And that's why the gloves were like worth, you know, $400. But it's like, you were such a, like, like you're pond scum as a person. If you do that, you're like, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal Kyle Rudolph's gloves and fake them, fake a charity auction and sell them on eBay for $400. Like you're like, what are you, you doing? Like, get all, like, go. Like, great. You made a quick buck and now you're yeah, the least you're, you're popular a, person in the world. Terrible person. Anyway. Um, what are we reading about Kyle Rudolph? Uh, oh, yeah, because I was saying that Brady could take a small step back this year because of all his losses, but also he's Tom Brady, so he probably won't. You know, Wilson is picking the Saints to win the division. I did listen. Wilson has been anti-Buccaneers since April? He might have dementia. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I don't mean, I'm not making light of it. Like, he really might. Oh, my God, no. He's, 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 he's no, like, all his reasons were sound. He has sound reasons for thinking the Buccaneers might not be good. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, they won 13 games last year. I don't think they're going to win 13 games, so I think they're going to take a step back at least. It's a loud thunderbolt. 11 uh, or 12? I mean, 11 or 12 is one of the division there. But it's taking a step back. I, I'm going to say, are the two the two guys that I named, I knew I thought you would go Buccaneers, and with good reason. Like, they're the clearly the best team in the division, and if Tom Brady somehow isn't good for the first time in his life <laughs> at something, then the Buccaneers, you know, it opens the door for the Saints or maybe the Panthers and – Falcons. Um, I want to say Sean Payton, and I also uh, threw in uh, Iki Aquanu. And the the reasons for the, those two, one with Payton is that, um, I, like, I just feel like we're people are vastly underrating what losing Sean Payton. And I like Dennis Allen. I like Pete Carmichael. But you go from Sean Payton as your head coach to Dennis Allen is running this franchise, and Pete Carmichael's the OC and calling all the plays, which Sean Payton did, like. Yeah, these are things these guys have done before, but I mean, I, man, I don't know. Like, and again, like I'm not high on Jameis. 
we don't know what the deal with Michael Thomas is. Kamara might be suspended. I feel like Sean Payton's absence is going to be felt a lot more than people than people have acted like. Once we get a few weeks into the season, it's like, oh right, he is one of the five best like offensive coaches of the last twenty five years, and they don't have him, and that's a big problem. Yeah, and that is one of those things that just again people obviously people are talking about it doesn't seem like it's being talked about enough it's being glossed over is my thing it's like people are like yeah. saints are fine like nothing's changed it's like well i mean they lost their starting safety and they lost their starting left tackle and they lost their head coach who's been there since like 2006 <laughs> uh, and then icky aquanu uh, i i do think that the panthers are i can't believe i'm doing this i'm so mad at myself I'm like talking myself into the panthers being decent if and like whenever I say that, people are like, oh, what, what, do you think the Panthers will be okay? Like, you know, we're, you know, out and about. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think the Panthers will be good? I'm like, well, like, I like their offensive line upgrades. I like the Baker Mayfield trade. And if three or four things happen to them or three or four things break their way, and sure, those things probably won't happen. But if they do, the Panthers could win seven or eight games. And so, like, I'm talking myself to the Panthers winning nine games now suddenly, which is just stupid. But, um, if the offensive line is good for Carolina, or at least just above average breach, and you give Baker some kind of time, I, don't know, I, I think this team can be okay. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. I've been, uh, I don't like to say it a lot because I know that you'll remind me of it all the time as the resident North Carolinian on the podcast, but I think the Panthers could be okay. Carolina, I, think yeah. I think they will be better than they were last year when they went. Five and twelve. They go five and twelve. That rules won five games in two years. Five games but in two years. You add Iquano, and they also have you know they got Bradley Bozeman at center, uh, Austin Corbett. Like those were th- those are three very good additions to the offensive line. Yeah, they did a good job of adding offensive line help without like making stupid mo- you know without stupid moves. Like Icky at six was fine, and the two signings were very good. So I I, I, th- I think yeah I, I think those are three. I mean, no offense to the Falcons. We just don't think they're going to be competitive in this division. It's like, if you don't sweep the Falcons, you're probably in trouble in terms of trying to win the division. The NFC West. Oh, boy. So, I was going to say Trey Lance, but I knew you would go with somebody on the 49ers because the 49ers are the wild card. They're the wild card. Like, like, it it is not unfair. Sorry to all the Seahawks fans, Molly P, out there. The Seahawks, we do not expect the Seahawks to be highly competitive in the division. I think they'll be better than people believe. I wouldn't bet they're over on their win total, but I think, and I will bet they're under every week for the first five weeks of the season because Pete Carroll is going to run the crap out of the ball and like shorten these games. But we think Seahawks the Seahawks games are going to be like 45 minutes long. Uh, every other NFL game, three hours. Seahawks teams, 45 minutes. That's right. It's like 45 minutes. It's going to be like watching a condensed game, but Gino. <laughs> the Cardinals, I, I think, are like right. I, I don't. I've Wilson. And I both agree they were probably a step back team, but they are. You know, they, certainly they could make the playoffs. The Rams, you feel good about, and then the 49ers are just a wild card, right? I mean, they could be great. They could be. I, I don't know how to feel about the 49ers. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And who's the biggest wild card in the 49ers? Debo Samuel, because we don't even know if he's going to show up for training camp. It doesn't get any more wild card than that. They, they don't know if their quarterback is going to be good. And which makes it even worse that they're totally alienating their star player. Uh, like, give him a new contract, get him in training camp. You need Trey Lance and Debo Samuel on the same page. 
And, and so all this talk of them not getting a deal done is absolutely insane. And, and so on one hand, he made that trade demand in April. And if they don't get a contract done, I think that things could get a little bit more dicey. And that's not good for the 49ers. But on the other hand, you need Trey Lance is going to need kind of a security blanket. I feel like Debo Samuel can fill that role because, hey, if Trey Lance ends up being a guy who can be a gunslinger and throw it often. Debo's your best receiver. If you need someone to kind of hold your hand, hey, look, he can still run the ball. And I know he doesn't want to run the ball as often as he did last year. And he doesn't want to be running up the middle. and He doesn't want to get beat up. But there are still going to be plays where they put the ball in his hands, whether it's a jet sweep or uh, direct handoffs or just short little wide receiver screens that are one yard downfield, they're going to get the ball in Debo's hands because he's their best playmaker. Uh, so I, I think that if he has a bad year, the 49ers, are gonna, their offense isn't going to be great. But if he has a good year and Trey Lance is also good, then, man, feels like the sky would be the limit for that offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Alex Mack retirement is flying under the radar. He's been so good. Like, if you look at the great Kyle Shanahan offenses, Alex Mack's been involved with them. You know, he had the Browns in the first place in twenty four in first place in the AFC North in twenty fourteen. Mack breaks his leg; they fall off the cliff. He's in Atlanta uh, when they made the Super Bowl run. He was in San Francisco. You know, he's been in San Francisco. So, like, that is a that's definitely on my radar. But I agree with you that if you like, Brand, I, I really like Brandon Ayuk. And I have no qualms with George Kittle. Like George Kittle is one of the three best tight ends in football. Um, but like if Debo Samuel suddenly isn't there, it changes the entire complexion of your offense. I mean, when they started running Debo Samuel, that's when that team took off last year. So like I like that, like I'm I would worry. I, I would I don't understand why they just don't pay Debo. Makes no sense. Just pay the man. Um, I had Trey Lance listed as a possibility just because we don't know like is Trey Lance awesome? Is Trey Lance average? Below average? Yeah. Is he, you know, he hadn't, he's thrown 55 passes in the last seven years. I mean, who, who, who knows? I mean, so like, but that's why also why I think they'll keep Jimmy G as we talked about in the last podcast breach yesterday. Um, that, <laughs> that Jimmy G, you know, they might not trade Jimmy G. Um, and then the other guy that I had on there was DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, we also yesterday talked about Kyler Murray and his new contract. And, um, I do think that, like, I mean, Kyler's splits without Hopkins are yeah. bad. I mean, let me confirm that they are as bad as I think, thanks to statmuse.com. Yeah. They're rating of 87.9 with 4,727 yards, 25 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions in 25 games of that. Hopkins. Oh, wolf. Man, he, these these are and if you really look at like last year and like you know I mean obviously 2019 you know Kyler was drafted and then Hopkins wasn't on the team, uh, but I mean down the stretch, oh, man, it's ugly. Their offense is bad. It's just not it's, as good. It, absolutely, and and he's gonna be out six games. This isn't even like it's not a two game suspension or four game suspension. He's almost out uh, one third of the season, more than one third of the season. Uh, Matthew Kelly, cards fan in the comments says that, um, I, I agree with this. Like Kyler is not a concern. Like I, like I think Kyler is a good quarterback and he has tons of athletic traits and he can, he makes some like precision downfield throws. Cliff Kingsbury is a problem too. Cliff Kingsbury's inability to close out seasons dates back to Texas tech. Like you have to be concerned about that. If you're a Cardinals fan that cliff, like they, they start out what seven and eight and one. 
and then finish eleven and six. I think. I hate this new. Anyway, point being is like Cliff. You need to see. Um, you need to see Cliff close out a season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot of collapses in there, and you know their whole receiving game is contingent on uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, and Kyler rekindling their college magic. Because if that doesn't happen, then it's what do you do? Yeah. Six six weeks. Throw it to Rondell Moore. I mean, run. I mean, look, like Rondell Moore, Hollywood, Ertz, and Hopkins is like, oh, like, I, I got something to work with here. But if like Hollywood isn't great and Moore doesn't take a big step forward, and Ertz, Ertz is is definitely not young, and Hopkins is suspended, like there's there's definitely there's a path to disaster in Arizona. There's a path to eight wins. Which would be a disaster after an 11 win season. That would be a disaster, especially when you just signed everyone to new contract extensions. Um, yeah. All right. That'll do it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for See listening. you next month, Brenton. You're gone till August? It's already, uh, July's over. That's next week. I got to get talk to your agent, man. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I just should take more days off. More days off. More days <laughs> off. More days Re- off. Reverse Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Skip your job. <laughs> anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Do all the best as always. Um, I guess we will talk to you tomorrow, whatever day that may be for Breach Job Brinson. We'll see you guys later. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.